We interrupt our regularly scheduled episodes to bring you this special Christmas series, The Ultimate Birth. Our current message series will continue in a few weeks. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Make no mistake, the first advent of Jesus Christ was the most significant birth in human history. It was certainly the ultimate birth, and with it came other ultimate factors. Join us for the message series where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn delve deeper into some of these factors that we would do well to consider every year at Christmas time. Here's the first message in the series, Jesus Christ brought ultimate hope. Around this time of year, we like to do a series on Christmas. Um, and this year is no, no different. So we're going to be doing a new series starting today. It'll be a four-part series. You know, every, every year, most of the world celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. This doesn't happen every year without significant justification. If you, you asked uh, a little boy, a little girl, um, what's the justification for Christmas? And they might tell you, so, cause I need some toys. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's, that's the justification. <laughs> that, that may be the extent of their understanding of, uh, what, what justifies Christmas, you know, cause I get a new video game. That that's my justification. You know, I say I get a new doll or I get a new playhouse or, you know, whatever, or I get to eat some good food or whatever they, they their justification is is you know something else but there, there's there's significant life-changing justification or for us to celebrate christmas every year yeah. right and so um and i want to declare to you if if, if 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 you haven't grasped it already that that christmas season is a real thing it's a real thing. I know there's some debate about it, you know, because the timing and all of that kind of stuff. But the fact that Christ was born is a real thing, right? Uh, Christmas season is a real thing based on a real person for many real reasons that can give us some real blessings, Okay. And that is if our heart and mind is in the right place, it, it can give us some real blessings. Hopefully, hopefully this through this message series, you will be encouraged to view Christmas properly so that you can experience the real blessings that can come from the Christmas season. For us to look at the Christmas, look at Christmas properly, we, we must acknowledge that there hasn't been and never will be a birth greater than the birth of Jesus Christ. I, I'm going to say that again. There never has been and there never will be a greater birth than the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, 
I know, I know some of y'all might be thinking about the birth of your children <laughs> or your grandchildren. You know, you say, oh, I, don't, I don't know, Pastor. I, I don't know. When my child came, it was it was pretty outstanding. It was outstanding. I know, I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm there with you because you know we're expecting a grandbaby. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm feeling you know some kind of way these days, you know, um, and uh, about it. Uh, so I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I'm going to still tell you the truth. I got to tell you the truth. There, there, there never has been. And there never will be a greater birth than the birth of Jesus Christ, y'all. All right, all right. I, and 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 though you got grandkids and you think it was special and kids and it was special, that's good. And you should think that was special. You sh that's how you should feel about it. However, there there are other grandparents other than you. There are other parents other than you who feel the same way about their kids. Okay, so so how you gonna how you gonna solve that? Okay, I I feel just that same way you feel about yours about mine. Okay, so what you know? In fact, I got a picture. You want to see it? <laughs> look 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 how cute she is. And then they then they get into a picture battle. Okay, we would look at mine though. You know, <laughs> and so 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 you you can feel that way about yours, but there's other people who feel the same way about their kids that that you do okay so just just understand that understand that uh but i want to i want to give you an undeniable truth though this is undeniable this is an undeniable truth most of the parents and grandparents in the entire world acknowledge we are living in 2023 <laughs> Okay, so those grandparents that got them pictures all across the world, most of them are acknowledging this is the year 2023. All right. And, and they, they are acknowledging that for a reason. It's an undeniable reason that they are dying that. In fact, they're signing their loan documents, they're signing checks, you know, and they are signing even birth certificates yeah. <laughs> of their kids and grandkids with 2023 on it. Right. Yeah, that, that one they thought was the most special birth, but they don't realize that you put in 2000, 23 on that check, on that loan document, on that birth certificate, because Christ was born. <laughs> See, uh, the, the clock, the time, the, the clock that you are working off of is based on Jesus's birth. Right. Amen. <laughs> See, it's a long time ago, they decided to, to base time to say, okay, we're going to stop the clock and we're going to start over. We're going to call before Christ BC. And we're going to call in the days of our Lord, which is A.D., moving forward. And so we are in 2023 A.D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so while y'all arguing over your pictures, you still signing 2023. <laughs> and it's based on the birth of Jesus Christ. 
That's that's an undeniable truth. I know, I know today they're trying to, there's a strong push. It's, it, it, it's been a push that's come, came and go over the years where they want to call it, they want to stop calling it BC before Christ and AD in the days of our Lord. They want to call it BCE before common era and CE common era. And so they, they've been, this, this movement been going in and out for years it's pretty strong now. So they're starting to change the history books and in the, in the community colleges and universities, they starting to say, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to um, denote this as BC and AD any longer. We're going to call this BCE and CE. I know that's happening. It, 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 no matter what they do, it still doesn't change the fact that I just gave you. Because uh, all those other years, all those other years, it wasn't that. It was it was BCAD, and it was that for a reason. Because there was something significant about his life that the that people said we got to stop the clock, stop the calendar, and start all over. Because this was the greatest birth, the greatest life in human history. So this this is a special time, y'all. This this is this is not something to, to take lightly. This is this is this is truly 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 special. And so we have the privilege and the honor to celebrate it. And to sum it sum it up, they decided to stop the clock, like I said, based on his life. And this. Uh, is one of the major reasons that the message, the title of this message series is The Ultimate Birth. The Ultimate Birth is the title of this series. And we will be discussing some important things surrounding Jesus's birth and some of the things that his birth brought to the world. So our subtopic for today is Jesus Christ brought ultimate hope. Jesus Christ brought ultimate hope. Before we talk about hope, I want to give you a few more reasons his birth is greater than any other birth. So on your outline, write this down. Why is the birth of Jesus Christ the ultimate birth? Why is the birth of Jesus Christ the ultimate birth? The first reason is because no other birth introduced us to God himself. <laughs> no other birth introduced us to God himself. Matthew 1, 18, and then 22 and 23 says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's let's pause on that. See, see, we we, we you know those of us that's been on the planet a little while, we we didn't heard this many, 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 many times, right? So, so we we might be a little jaded about it, but I want to pause us on it because this, if if we really just allow ourselves to clear our heart, clear our mind, and just just look at this, this 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 is a this is out this is this is amazing. She never had sexual intercourse and she ended up pregnant. And the Bible says it was because of the Holy Spirit that this happened by the power of the Holy Spirit. That 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 ought to, that ought to just makes us makes us just cause us to ponder, cause us to, you know, to be in awe of what God has done. Then verse 22 goes on to say, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message for through the prophet, through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Wow. So, so the, so the birth of Christ introduced us to God himself at the birth of Jesus. The angel was telling them that he's going to be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. No other birth gets that 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 moniker, that title, that expression, other than the birth of Jesus Christ. God is with and his, his, his birth introduced us to God himself. Uh, the, the birth of your kid, your kid introduced you to poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> and pee pee. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know who poo poo and pee pee is? Yeah, 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 and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, if you, I know this from experience, if if, if you breastfeed, you know, poo poo and pee pee are not too bad, but if you don't breastfeed, poo poo and pee pee are like poo poo and pee pee. It's, it's it's different. It's different. It's different. I know. I know. Because we, my, my son, we breastfed my son and. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> you know, because you know, we, you 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 had to eat something, didn't you? <laughs> uh, you had to. You got some food from somewhere so that your body could make the milk, right? That's right. Oh, okay. Oh, well. So yeah, we breastfed. <laughs> you know, I went to the store, put out my wallet. And got you some pickles and you know, yeah, whatever it is you wanted. That's right. So yeah, yeah. we be- we 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 breastfed. And, uh, what's the difference from poo poo and poo poo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying the, the when the, the pee pee and the poo poo is different when it comes from a breastfed baby. And it was, yeah, 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 y'all, yeah, they, they y'all, y'all, y'all got it right. Yeah, yeah, it's just this the, the older the strength, you know, because I know when 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 um when 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 my wife well when we were breastfeeding. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my son would poo poo. It, it was sweet. It was, it was beautiful. It was, you know, it's, uh, but then when we stopped breastfeeding, it was like, <laughs> it, it, it changed. I mean, immediately. It wasn't, it, 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 didn't, it didn't build up to it. It was like, y'all, <laughs> immediately it changed. The color changed, the odor changed, the texture changed. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying all that because there's some there's some some mothers out there or mothers to be. I'm just you know giving y'all a little inside information. Um, you know that's that's all that's all. And so uh, <laughs> um, and so so but 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 when 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 Christ came, it was God with us. It wasn't poo poo and pee pee. <laughs> now he obviously he did poo poo and pee pee. He was human, right? But y'all y'all get the point. I was you know just trying to <laughs> trying to make <laughs> trying to make a point, y'all. That's all. That's all. And so it was God with us. Uh, that's why one of the reasons it was the ultimate birth. The second reason. The birth of Jesus Christ is the ultimate birth is because no other baby born, no other baby was born holy. No other baby was born holy. Set apart without sin, without blemish, without fault. Look what it says in Luke 1, 34 and 35. Mary asked the angel, but how can this be? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come on upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Wow, this, this is a special time. We, we need to revisit these truths around this time every year so that we'll understand and take to heart how special the birth of Christ is. Is. And then look what it says here in Romans 5, 12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. So here, see, so see, so y'all see here, the, the, the birth of Christ, Adam, Adam didn't have anything to do with that. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit made that happen. The, the rest of us are the offspring, the full offspring of Adam and Eve of two sinful people. And the, the scripture, the, the important thing is even, even, even in today's science, we understand the importance of the male seed, right? And, and how, what it does and with scientific, scientifically with the baby and the, you know, what it dictates to the child. And so this is the same in the spiritual sense because the Holy Spirit impregnated her that male seed, that human seed, that seed, that sinful nature that came from Adam did not part go to Christ. So he was holy. He was holy. But everybody else, the rest of us, y'all, y'all just a sinner. I, I know, I know, I know your, your, your grandbaby is the cutest thing. 
is just so cute, long hair, the skin, the way they smell and everything. They just a cute, good smelling center. <laughs> I said, that's all. Oh, that's the truth. And you know, I know you don't like to hear that, but I got to tell you the truth. Because if you don't realize that, you won't do enough to get them to the Savior. That's right. If you're thinking that they're, they, don't, they don't have sin, then you, you're not prepared to lead them to the Savior who they need desperately. So you have to think this way. So as soon as they come out, you say, oh, it's so cute. Thank you. And then the first thing, how are we going to get them to Christ? You, you got to start mapping it out, planning it out, you know, because trust me, they, 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 they going to start to show that they are sinner. I'm not going to tell y'all my story again <laughs> about my, you know, less than three-year-old son, but I'm not getting it. I'll save it for another message. I'll, I'm, but you're going to keep hearing it because I'm going to keep reminding you of it because it's, first of all, it's my story. So you're going you're gonna to hear it again, but not today, not today. All right. So not today, but they're going to, they're going to let you know yeah. that they are sinner eventually, eventually. Um, and if if and while you wait, just remember the poo poo and the pee pee indicates that something ain't right. <laughs> y'all, y'all get that. All right, all right. The third reason, the third reason that uh, the birth of Jesus Christ is the ultimate birth is because no other birth is as impactful as His. No other birth is as impactful as his. Matthew 1, 20 and 21 says, um, as he considered this, talking about Joseph, uh, who was engaged to Mary um, when she got pregnant with the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Um, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his, pe his people from their sins. We read that before the song. And then Acts excuse me, Acts 4.12 says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved, speaking of Jesus. So it is through Jesus and the name he received at birth that salvation comes and not through any other name. So his birth, is the most impactful of any birth in all of human history. So this brings us to the question, uh, why did the birth of Jesus Christ bring ultimate hope? As we're gonna be talking about, it brought ultimate hope. That is the question, why did the birth of Jesus Christ bring ultimate hope? I want to give you a couple of reasons. The first is because it initiated the solution to all of life's problems. 
it initiated the solution to all of life's problems. You know, there was a time where people had no problems in life. Y'all realize that? There was a time where people had no problems in life. Now, there was only two of them, but it was still people, right? It was, it was a time Adam and Eve had no problems. There was no problems. God had declared everything was very good. No problems. No problem, no traffic. You know, the stuff that you consider problems now, they had, had none of that, none of it. They didn't even have poo-poo and pee-pee. <laughs> they had no problems. None. That was a time. But then something changed. And this where we the text picks up in Genesis 3, 14 and 19. After they disobeyed God and ate the fruit, he said not to eat. It says, then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. So God did a root cause analysis. <laughs> he did a root cause analysis. And so after they sinned and they hid in the, in the, in the garden under, amongst the trees and put on fig leaves and stuff, and God wasn't looking for him. He said, Adam, where are you? And then Adam says, uh, I heard you coming, and, but we were afraid because I was naked, so we hid. And then God said, well, who told you you was naked? And then have you eaten of that tree? And of course, the answer was, yeah, yeah, right? And But God did a root cause analysis because Adam said, yeah, but it was the woman that you gave me, <laughs> you know, she gave it to me. And then God talked to the woman and then the woman said, yeah, but the serpent, it was a serpent, you know? So God was doing a root cause analysis. He was getting to the root of this problem. This was a problem. He was getting to the root, root of it and, it. and it got to the root. Now in the text, he's talking to the serpent, which was the root of the problem. Right. It says, then the Lord God said to the servant, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and the, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. So I want to pause right here for a moment um, just to highlight the fact that this was God's first prophetic word about the birth of Christ. Cause he said her offspring, you will, will, he will bruise your head and you will bruise his head or strike his head. Some translations say bruise. Some say strike and some other words. And this was the first prophecy of the birth of Christ right here. And it was a, it was God's solution to the problems that came for life. Right. Remember, there was no problems before they disobeyed God. And now there are problems. <laughs> and God's solution was the birth of Christ, even back 
then. So this is this is this is one of the reasons um, it brought ultimate hope because he came to solve all of life's problems because they the problems came because they sinned and he was the solution. He him coming would be part of the solution to solve the problems. And then the text reads on verse sixteen. Then then he said to the woman, so he cursed. He cursed the, the consequences to the, to the serpent. Now he's talking to the woman. He said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain on your, of your pregnancy and in the pain of, will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, now he's, he's working back to Adam. Now the man, he says, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you, all of your life, your, you will struggle to struggle scratch um and li and a living from it and verse 18 it will grow thorns and thistles for you though you will eat of its grain by the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made for you were made from dust and to dust you will return and so god issued the consequence the punishment for disobedience problems <laughs> yeah but christ was coming to solve the problems and then look what I, it says in isaiah 24 5 the earth suffers for the sins of its people for they have twisted god's instructions violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant and so problems came because of sin in the world but Jesus came to ultimately solve all of life's problems. All right. So that's why it's the ultimate hope. So we have hope. We have hope that there will be no more tears. We have hope that there will be no more crying, no more pain. Uh, all the, the stuff we call problems will at some point leave and dissipate. That is, if you are in Christ Jesus. So he is the ultimate, the ultimate hope. And the, the second reason that he brought ultimate hope is um, because it is integral to the atoning of everyone's sin. Because it is integral to the atoning of everyone's sin. And that is to make amends for our offenses. This is our greatest problem that we have offended God in our lives, every single one of us. It says right here in Romans 3.23, <clears throat> for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glory, glorious standard. All of us have sinned. And that is our biggest problem. <laughs> you, you thought, you, you think the IRS, you know, <laughs> offending the IRS is bad. Oh, no, it's that that doesn't even hold a candle to offending God, y'all. Yeah, we got to understand that we got to get right with God. We got to get right with God. And first uh, John three, five says, but, you know, that he appeared talking about Christ so that he might take away our sins. He appeared that he might take away our sins. This takes us to another question. Uh, what can we do on your outline? What can we do? to experience the blessing of hope this Christmas.
What can we do to experience the blessing of hope this Christmas? The first is remember when you didn't have Christ and were hopeless. Remember when you didn't have Christ and were hopeless. Look what Ephesians 2.12 says. Remember that at, a time, at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise. Israel was God's people, an example to the world of what it means to live with God and for God. And, and you were uh, foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. So we should remember when we were living without God in our lives or were ignoring God. You might've got saved when you was little and young and, and, but then you went through this phase where, you know, you just, you didn't think about God hardly ever. You weren't walking with him. You weren't doing nothing and you were just doing you you know, and, and, and I, I, you don't have to tell me, but I know you ran into some problems <laughs> trying to just do you. Yeah. Right. And so we want to get some blessings of hope for this Christmas. Remember that. Remember what it was like not to live with Christ or in obedience to Christ. Remember that. And then it, it can spur hope in us. The second um, thing that we can do to experience hope, experience the blessing of hope in this Christmas is recognize the difference Jesus Christ has made in your life. Recognize the difference Jesus Christ has made in your life. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, for God who said, let there be light in darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So yeah, there, there was a time, there was a time that life was dark. We, we had dark thoughts. We had dark desires. We said dark things. We did dark things with dark other people, other people who thought like dark, you know, y'all, 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 y'all think about that. And, and Christ came in and brought us into the light. And now we're not fumbling around in darkness, bumping our head over and over again, self-defeated lifestyles, yeah. ruining ourselves. Remember the difference that Christ has made in, in, in your life. It says here in Hebrews 7, 16 and 18, 19, and then verse 22, it says, Jesus became a priest, not being, not by meeting the physical requirements of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. Now, this is significant. I'm going to pause for a moment because the role of the priests um, under the law was to go to God for the people, to make amends 
for their sins for the people. So the priests went to God on the behalf of the people's sins. And so it's telling us here that Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our priest. But he wasn't a, a priest because of those requirements that you had to come from a certain tribe. And, um, and, and it's going to tell us more about the difference here. But look what it says in verse 18. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. So it was weak and useless. Verse 19, for the law never made anything perfect. So, um, but now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. So I'm going to pause for a moment on this. So now with Christ coming, we have a better hope because Christ's life can't be destroyed. Those priests would eventually die. And then they could no longer go to God for you. So another priest would have to come. But here's the thing about Christ. He never loses his priesthood because he's always live and active. And it will be for all eternity. And this is why it's so significant. And the, the, this difference that he can make. And so look what it says here in verse 22. Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. So here, this better hope and this better covenant with God is guaranteed. And it's not the guarantee with the expiration dates on it. You know, we, you know, we, we, we buy appliances and we get things and stuff and we get, you know, the, 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 the warranties and, and they, it's, you know, two year warranty, three year warranty, whatever. There's, there's an expiration date on it. And, you know, sometimes the appliance break and you're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure I contact them because I got two weeks left <laughs> on, on my warranty. So I don't want to have to pay for it out of pocket. Right. And so you, you make sure you, you make contact and say, Hey, my washing machine is, you know, you got to come check it out out it's been acting up whatever 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 it is right and but, but here here's the thing our, our sin the the guarantee that and the, that christ gives us about our sin it, it, the warranty doesn't doesn't run out christ will forever be um, um making amends for our sin for all eternity yeah. all eternity y'all you don't have to worry about your sin ever again through the blood of Christ. It's, 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 it's done. It's continual. And this, this is the difference that Christ makes in our life. His priesthood is forever, but you have to have a relationship with him to be a part of this guarantee or this warranty. And if you don't, Develop that relationship before you take your last breath, you lose out on the opportunity to have the guarantee. So I encourage you, if you haven't yet given your life to Christ, you ought to do that right now while the blood is running warm in your veins. And I know I haven't um, yet gotten to the point to talk about inviting you to a relationship. But who knows? I might not even get there. 
I could die before I finish this message. So I'm going to stop right here. And if, if you under the sound of my voice and you need Christ, say, Lord, I need you. Forgive me. And we'll talk more about that later and that you accept the fact that Christ died for you. Admit that your sin, you sinned against him. Believe Jesus died, was buried in rows. Commit your life to him right now. Don't wait. Don't wait till I get there. Don't wait. Don't, because you know, you might not make it. I might not get there. So you can do that right now in your heart of hearts. And we'll, we'll get to that later too. And then you can let us know if you did it. Because we never know what is going to happen. The third reason or thing that we can do to experience the blessing of hope this Christmas is read about the history of God's people. Read about the history of God's people. Romans 15, 4 says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, the encouragement they provide might, we might have hope. So by reading the scriptures, we can get hope. We can get hope. So during this season, if you want to experience the blessings of the Christmas season, get into your word. Read about what has happened in the past so that this season can mean more to you and that the blessing that comes from in the scripture so that you can have hope so that you can have hope, reinforced hope. And then the fourth and the last point or thing that we can do to experience the blessings of hope this Christmas is reverence Jesus Christ in your hearts reverence Jesus Christ in your hearts. First Peter three 15 says, <laughs> but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Don't, don't just revere him as some great man. Folks talk about some great prophet. No, revere him as Lord during this season. As Lord. Think about this. Some, some of the folks who understood that baby Jesus was Lord. He didn't get Lord when he got grown. He, he was born king, the scripture says. Can, can imagine this, imagine this. You may have never imagined this. Can you imagine kneeling 
on your knees weeping to baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. This, this, is a, this is a mindset that we can have, that we can have right now in this season to get our hearts right and our minds right so that we can appreciate the significance of his birth. I was telling my son a few days ago, and because he's expecting a child, and I was sharing with him how when we were expecting him, how I, I just, I couldn't wait to lay my eyes on him. I was like, I just want to see him. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see what he looks like, you know? And it's like, and I said, I just was burning with anticipation and just, just, I just want to see him. And then when he came and I looked at him, I couldn't stop looking at him. <laughs> I just couldn't stop. I was like, It was a special moment, but imagine, imagine you looking at baby Jesus. Yeah. You should gaze at him more than you gaze at your own child. Your own grandbaby, you should gaze, you should gaze. Your eyes should be fixed. Baby Jesus. This, this is what we're talking about Christmas time. We're talking about baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. God himself. Eight pounds, 14 ounces. <laughs> y'all, y'all get this. Just think about it though. Still God though. All eight pounds of them. All eight pounds of God. Really, think about it. Can you can you go there? Can you see yourself on on your knees to baby Jesus? We should be able to do that. We should. See, sometimes we get we want God to always do big things in our lives. And we can't appreciate the small things God done. Unless it's grand. We can't come to a place in our heart and mind of that level of humility. That level of reverence and adoration. Right, right. We should be able to do that, though. So when we talk about the birth of Christ and how they laid him in the manger. They understood, some of them understood, this was significant. Yeah. This was significant. And every year, it's, we celebrate it, it's significant. As I said earlier, there are some people who don't know still, so we gotta keep telling it, this is the Lord himself. We are celebrating God being with us. And that means a lot. And so we should see the hope that that brings 
to us because Christ was born. He brought ultimate hope to help us in our time of need. Help us in our time of need. Think about this. Think about this. When, when you are stranded somewhere where you can't get where you're going because you're stranded, it you will appreciate a skateboard. Really? Because it's going to move you faster than your feet. You don't, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I love to have a full-blown car, bus, you know, all that to move me. But if you give me a skateboard, we see it all across the world. Across the world, we're impoverished countries. Their bike to them is like your camper. So if you got one, that, that bike means to them what that camper mean, means to you. So it's, it's an attitude, it's a mindset that we need to switch from. And so baby Jesus, <laughs> God prophesied he would come and answer all the life's problems for us. So yes, I, I'm gonna get on my knees to baby Jesus. And between all his wines, he gonna hear praise the Lord from me. <laughs> yeah, I'll get what I'm saying. You can praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I, I love you. And I know you can do it because you did it with your own child if you have some. Because I was looking at my baby son, my son when he was a baby and I was like, thank you, Lord. And he just was a cute sinner. Just think about it. If it was baby Jesus, it's like, wow, if you understand the significance, this is big. So take that in your heart and mind as we celebrate this season. It's a big deal. Even though you don't have a ton of Christmases, it's still a big deal. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Thank you for listening.